imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women? Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Lead Hership Global Podcast. We are so glad to welcome all of you to this week's episode where we have an extra special guest with us. It's a woman that I have held in high regard for such a long time that it really is a thrill to be able to have her on the show with us today. This is Leanna Dell. She is a writer, a TEDx speaker, a podcast host, and I can't wait for all of you to learn right along with me from the expertise and the thoughtful guidance of Leanna Dell. You know, there's a great book by Bronnie Ware, a hospice nurse called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. In it, she asks patients on their deathbeds at the time where they can perhaps see most clearly the value of their life about their greatest regrets. And their number one regret all the time I wish I had the courage to live the life that's true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Wow, that is powerful. Being true to ourselves is about having the courage to define our own version of what it is to live a successful life. For me, it's about making peace between the hard-charging, results-driven executive who still wants to achieve and the peace and love artist and writer who wants to write and illustrate children's books and dream of a better planet for all. That's my struggle. And as soon as we limit ourselves, we may achieve success, but not fulfillment because we aren't living out our important truths. Leaders who are rooted in authenticity create enormous benefits for themselves and those that they lead and their organizations overall. Leaders who can create trust are honest and transparent and follow through on the promises they made. And trust can only be built when we're practicing authenticity. You know, studies actually show that productivity, revenue, and profits are directly linked to the level of trust in an organization, which is only born out of authenticity. Trust is the number one factor in how well people get along together, how well they work together, they listen to each other, and they build effective relationships. It's all grounded in authenticity. Author and leadership guru Ken Blanchard reinforces this point in a study of more than a thousand leaders. Did you know 59% of those leaders said that they left their company due to trust issues? They actually cited lack of communication and actual dishonesty as the reason why they left their companies. So how do we build these authentic connections? We have to let our guard down. We have to step into our authentic selves to seek and to see the human beings behind the labels that we attach to both ourselves and to others. Now more than ever, organizations need authentic leaders who are honest, transparent, and trusted. Authentic leaders who at the root are trusted, who 
create engagement, innovation, and great client experiences, and ultimately results. That's right, Linda. And Leanna is a woman on a mission to live her most authentic life. I think this is something we can all learn from her today. So what inspired that journey? Um, It was really a promise to a dear friend who was dying of cancer. And that friend said to her, promise me that you'll write a book someday. Those became the words that would carry her over a threshold of adventure and onto a path of self-discovery. And since keeping that promise, she has released one novel, completed work on another, obtained a second degree, started a new career, done something we're all scared to do, jump out of a plane, hit the TEDx stage, became an artist, and with the years of experience in healthcare, She's now able to combine her empathy from bedside nursing to teaching the fundamentals of effective leadership on a full-time basis. Leanna is a multi-talented woman with a passion for living life to its fullest, one authentic step at a time. Thank you so much for being here, Leanna. We're thrilled to have you. I'm thrilled to be here on the Lead Her Ship Global Podcast. First of all, the name rocks. Um, So I've been really looking forward to this. Seriously, such a thrill. Well, today's going to be so much fun, and I have to tell you, this is such a timely topic. So, you know, I think that this is going to really resonate with so many listeners today. So I want to just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about, you know, why you have a passion around, you know, this idea of authenticity and leadership. And other than your best friend, tell us that story and how that all came to be. Okay, I will. And uh, Linda mentioned the book about the hospice nurse and the top five messages that they received from people who were dying. And I was a bedside nurse in critical care for many years. I heard the same message. I heard several different messages. And uh, one of them was from my best friend who was who was uh, dying of cancer, as you mentioned. And she had she passed along a lot of great messages. But one of hers was, I wish that I had spent my life trying to find love from myself instead of from somebody else. That was a big one for her. That and wishing that she, because she wanted to write a children's, she was writing a children's book, ironically. So uh, she had that kind of a trying to figure that path out as well. But there were a lot of lessons that were learned in that. And it's interesting because I had faced my mortality on a regular basis working in critical care. Uh, People were extremely sick and uh, heart transplant. I worked in heart transplant as well. But something about her journey really gobsmacked me. And I thought to myself, I I had one conversation, I'll just tell a brief story. One conversation was, um, she mentioned that she didn't ever think, why me? Um, She said more, why not me? Because it can happen to anybody. And my response to her was, it could happen to anybody. It could happen to me. And she said, yes, it could. And that was kind of literally a smack. Wow. I remember, I remember the moment specifically because I thought, God, it could. I know it really could. Um, so what am I doing with my life? Why am I doing the things I'm doing? Because like most people, a lot of people, a lot of women listening to this podcast, we end up down a road. We're kind of pulled down it. I, I use the analogy of a river and being in a boat without oars. And it just takes you. Somebody recommends something or you'd be good for this and away you go. All of a sudden, you meet someone like her or something happens in your life to make you rethink. And all I was, I had this epiphany of, 
there are oars in this boat? What do you mean there's oars in this boat? I've been in this boat all this time and there are oars? Okay, so now I can maybe fight the current and try and go in the direction that I want to go. And yeah, it's more work, definitely harder work, but it's so worth it. It's exhilarating when you think about that analogy in that piece. That's how I got on it. She again, for some reason, recognized something in me and said, you know, you're a writer. And I, I said, no, you're completely crazy. That's not what I am at all. Because I never, ever thought about doing it, interestingly enough. And she said, no, you are. And you have to promise me you'll write a book someday. So I, two years later, I finally made myself, we'll talk about that, made myself take a writing class. And I fell in love with it. And just everything kind of snowballed from there. My journey, complete journey changed. And with every single step of that journey versus the other one, I found more and more authenticity. And I'm still discovering more and more authenticity. And to, to uh, finish up, this answer, I'm going to tell you that in my feeble opinion, finding our authentic selves and expressing our unique talents to me is the whole reason we're here. That's, you can tell I get a little passionate about that, but I really feel like that's the whole reason we're here. So, it's kind you know, of- I, I love that you described this as a journey. You described this this sort of um, intentional uh, pursuit of authenticity as a process. And I think that this really is sort of the age of authenticity because there have been so many books, so many articles, discussions, expert opinions about authentic leadership mm-hmm. and really what that means. So I'm really intrigued by your description of this as a journey. Do you think that the concept of authenticity has garnered so much attention because it is a lifelong pursuit? And why do you think that this is such an important topic, especially for leaders right now? I think it's an important topic for leaders. And I think that it's an important topic now. Uh, I mean, I look at my own demographic. I think the older we get, the more we yearn for that authenticity because the things that we used to think were important become less and less with each decade. Uh, But I also believe that it has a lot to do with the generations and our millennials. They want authenticity. I mean, that's just the reality of it. They don't want all the fluff. They want to work for uh, leaders, for example, uh, who they can collaborate with. They want to work with somebody, not for somebody. So this whole hierarchy of putting on the posturing and putting on this air of of hierarchy in, in any organization, whether it's your own company or you're working for somebody else's, it just doesn't wash. They want reality, real people. Now, that seems contradictory to the Facebook, Instagram, well, I don't even know if they're on Facebook anymore, but Instagram and Twitter, whatever they're on now. (laughs) Listen to me, I'm dating myself. There is a lot of posturing on there, but in the workplace, they really want authenticity, they want innovation, they want people who are going to be real and straight with them and uh, that they can collaborate. Like I said, that's the big piece. I totally agree with that. And, you know, at the top of the podcast, we, you know, noted that leaders rooted in authenticity have these enormous benefits for themselves, the people they lead, and their organizations. But, you know, Leanna, the truth is that 
not all authentic traits are great ones, right? Which is often why leaders get themselves in this kind of inauthentic position because they think they need to be something they're not to keep being successful. So what what role do you really think that authenticity plays in leadership overall? Well, it's key. It's key to success of any person in a leadership role. And and I think that most people listening or watching this, and myself strongly included, have worked for both authentic and inauthentic leaders. It's, I mean, the difference is night and day. It And it all, in my opinion, comes down to trust, like we mentioned earlier, or Linda mentioned. It's a, That's the huge piece of it. I think that we need to keep in mind and remember uh, the importance of connecting to people. I mean, and, and that happens through authenticity. You can't genuinely connect with someone if you're not being authentic yourself. You can have these kind of periphery relationships, but in order to gain trust and loyalty, um, and, you know, I've, I've worked for I'm one of the most authentic leaders that I can think of. I'd still be working for him if he hadn't retired, but phenomenal human being and, and really authentic and genuine and open and transparent and would speak how he felt. Um, I mean, that to me, I would have followed him into battle. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. So that speaks to retention. It ex, it speaks to uh, the bottom line. It speaks to everything that has to do with an organization and reputation, everything about it. We've all been in situations where we've walked into a store or we've talked to somebody on the phone and there you can tell they're disengaged and that they really don't care and you feel like you're an inconvenience. Mark my word, if you circle back to their leadership, you would find that there's a problem. That's my experience, 85% of the time. Some people just have a bad day or they're in the wrong position, but a lot of times if that's consistently happening somewhere, there's a leadership issue. Huge, I think it's huge. It, 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 it dictates the success of any organization or business. Yeah, I think you gave some really great examples there of being able to identify in your own behavior and others when you're being fully present, fully authentic, and when you're not. And I'd say that it is a journey and it is something that you have to be incredibly intentional about. But Lena, can you talk a little bit about what differentiates a leader who is committed to being authentic in a whole variety of situations with one that maybe hasn't just tapped into their authentic self? Maybe they think they're being incredibly authentic, but they haven't done the work to really identify what authenticity means to them. So being able to uncover that blind spot for some people may be the most important thing we can do today. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between a leader who is incredibly authentic and one who is still struggling with that or has not yet tapped into their authentic self? Okay, that's a really great question. Number one, I would say for those who are authentic, they are actively reflective. They think about what they've said, when they've said it, or they think ahead of time about what they're going to say, how it's going to be perceived. I think that they're present. Um, Inauthentic leaders, when they think they may be authentic, I don't know. See that one. That one I, I struggle a little bit with because I think that the, the those who are inauthentic, even if they think they're doing uh, being authentic in the work in the role, they're being authentic to the role more than they're being authentic to themselves. If that makes sense. Um, 
I think the ones that are that are truly authentic are the ones that listen to that inner voice. That's such a huge piece. There's been I can't count many times. I'm sure a lot of a lot of our your listeners are thinking the same thing where they can think about times when they've done something and it's felt wrong. They get that not in their gut kind of feeling, or they, I, I don't think I handled that as well as I should have. An authentic leader will go back and own up to that. That's authenticity. That's transparency. That's connecting to people. That's, Hey, you know what? I don't think I handled that situation as well as I would have liked to let's step, take a step back. And we'll start again from here. The inauthentic leader will just walk away from that. They may feel some discomfort from it, but they usually follow that up with, oh, well, it is what it is. And they're just going to have to deal with it without having that conversation. That to me is the, is the big difference. Reflective, willing to go deep, figure out who you are, how people respond to you, being aware of the fact that everybody on your team is not the same. So you have to tailor your responses to people as well. Through authenticity, obviously, you're not going to be a different person with everyone, but looking more towards servant leadership than toward what am I going to get out of this, I think is a big step. That makes a ton of sense. And, you know, it makes sense for how to be authentic when you've connected with your authentic self. But Hmm. Lena, how would a leader take the steps towards actually finding their authentic self? Like, where do they start? How do they do it? That's a great question. And it goes back to the word journey. It keeps popping up through the throughout this conversation, but it it really is. It's it's not an easy journey by any stretch. There's a lot of bumps in the road and a lot of potholes, but it really is a journey and it's a conscious effort. And it applies not only to a leadership role, but in our personal lives as well. I think that they they overlap when it comes to this piece of finding out who you really are. Number one is that you have to surround yourself with people who you uh, who build you up, off other people who you feel are authentic, who you can have real genuine conversations with. That's in or outside of work. If you're building a team, obviously you don't want, you have to have people who are diverse and have different approaches to different things. Some are more innovative and big picture. Some are more strategic and detail oriented. You need all of that, but you need people who you can really genuinely connect with across the board. I think another really important piece is to explore whether in work or in personal life, the things that whisper to you. Something's always whispering. Right. Sometimes it gets annoying and just want to tell it to shut up. But things are always whispering. There's, hey, maybe I maybe I should try this or maybe this would be a really good thing for me to implement. Or it could be anything you spoke, Linda, about wanting to write, illustrate children's books. There's a whisper. And we're stuck in kind of this weird space in our culture where we feel like it's all or nothing. We have to, I spoke a little bit about this in my TEDx, but it's kind of, well, um, I, can't, I don't have time for that right now. I, I, I have, I'm a fi- we do, we have 5 million things going on. That's our culture. We're on the hamster wheel and it's too scary to get off sometimes. We're just going a million miles an hour. I don't have time for that or I'll do that when I'm retired. Trust me, take the time, take a one hour class once a week, do whatever it is. I don't care if it's drawing, painting, playing piano, do whatever it is that speaks to you and whispers. Sometimes it yells because we do, we'll get this feeling. I don't know if you've ever had it where it's kind of a lightness. You recognize something and you think, oh, there's kind of a 
kind of a pull, slight little pull, and we'll ignore it. If it's pulling, just let yourself lean into a little bit. If you're doing it outside of work, I'm telling you, that's the stuff that you think you don't have time for that helps to give you balance and brings out more of who you really are. And you carry that into every aspect of your life. So it's a it's a matter of weaving the two together, not keeping the two separate. separate. That's where, in my opinion, you get your authenticity. Don't be afraid to take risks either. And you don't have to jump out of a plane. I'm just saying, don't be afraid to take risks. Outside of the push yourself, the last place you ever want to be as an individual or a leader is in your comfort zone. Nothing's going to happen there. Nothing. Yeah, so well said, Lana. And I, you know, it reminds me a little bit of your story where, you know, you just noted there may be a whisper that, you, you know, occasionally occurs where it says, gosh, it'd be fun to try, or I wonder if I'd be good at, or, you know, I've always been interested in. Um, but for you, you were never interested in being a writer. You that, that had never even dawned on you. And I can't imagine as a nurse, you were inauthentic. I bet you were incredibly authentic in that nursing role as a leader, and it had never even dawned on you to write a book and be a TEDx speaker and be this incredibly courageous woman that we all know you as now. So what was it that allowed you to, again, we've talked about this being in a journey, but to take that next step in your journey to recognize, huh, maybe this is a part of myself, a part of my authentic self that I need to give voice to now. I have two, I have two uh, responses to that. One is that I was very authentic to myself in the role of being a nurse, but being a nurse was not necessarily authentic to me, if that makes sense. I think, like I said, and I, I have absolutely no regrets. It was a phenomenal career. I did it for about 20 years. I learned so much in particular from my patients um, it's, it touches your heart in a million ways. It's a tough one to stay in for a long time emotionally. But um, I had always dreamed of doing other things and I got in the rowboat. And again, I don't have regrets about the things that I learned that have become applicable to where I am now. But that was, uh, that was always a lesson to me. I always was struggling a little bit. The leadership piece, and I really think that this is important. If you feel like I mean, we're all growing in our roles, but if you feel like you're in a good, authentic space in your uh, leadership role or you're starting to get a grasp of feeling really genuinely authentic, it's important to mentor others to get to that place. My leadership journey began with someone who saw something in me that I didn't, I previously hadn't recognized or didn't think possible. We have limiting beliefs, especially, I think, well, in my personal experience, when I was younger, my beliefs were a lot more limiting. Um, sadly, I had more energy then, but, that's <laughs> but my, they were. My beliefs were more limiting in those days. And as here's the thing about that is every time you try something new in your own journey, you think, man, I did that. I did that. Now, if I can do that, maybe I can do this. And that just, that takes you in all kinds of different directions. But if you recognize something in somebody else that you think, man, I think they'd be really good at fill in the blank. It's really important to mention that and bring it forward. 
that's that's the key. So being open-minded, being receptive, taking risks, and spreading that to uh, future leaders is really key in helping not only them, but it creates a culture of authenticity, not just helping develop yours even further. I love that idea of sharing with someone mm-hmm. something that you think that they might be good at, because how many of us are, when we're on that hamster wheel, we're like, I don't even know what I'd be good at. And then you have somebody who's like, hey, you should do this. And you think they're crazy. And then you actually do it. And then like we talked about earlier, they're like the angel that spoke to you and gave you that whisper. And now it's something that's turned out to be even more than you could have imagined. That's just amazing. So I feel like you have given us so many amazing nuggets today, Leanna. And so can you tell us just as we round out the hour of the podcast, what is the best leadership advice you've ever received and one that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, it's one that I think people have heard in different um, different ways from different people. I think that I was led by example by my parents, my dad in particular. I, I grew up in a small town in Canada and uh, I was taught from day one that everybody is treated the same way. I don't care if it's the richest man in town or if it's the poorest person in town, everybody is treated with respect and you treat them the same. And the authentic leader that I spoke of earlier that I said I would follow into battle, I I sat him down once as CEO. I sat him down because I wanted to talk to him about his leadership. And he said, I asked him about his authenticity and his servant leadership. And he said, you you never know what the person you're talking to is going through. And he said the same thing as my dad in that it doesn't matter who it is. They could be, they could be sweeping the floor in the lobby or they could be the COO. You have absolutely no idea what they're going through. So treat everybody as though you're, you have empathy for those people. Be open to them. Just receive everybody the same way and treat them equally. That's the best advice. I mean, I knew that I've always followed that because of my dad, but when I see the combination of his authentic leadership and him saying the same message and how I see it full circle and what the response to that is, that's huge. That was, that's the most important thing to me, I think. I love that, Leanna. And I would say that's something that I know that um, I heard from my dad as well, mm-hmm. as well as my pastors. And, you know, I think my family in general really, really tried to live that life. But, you know, it's so neat that you've been able to have that kind of conversation with your CEO um, and that you've been able to have that kind of intimacy and that kind of, as we've said, authenticity in relationship and even in conversation with your CEO. Again, such a great lesson. Yeah, it's great. You know what? I just asked. I just asked if I could get 20 minutes on his calendar. It turned into an hour. So that's, I'm just saying, people ask. It never hurts to ask. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Leanna Dell. You've been amazing. And I am so grateful for your time with us. I know Christina feels similarly that, honestly, this has been not just a pleasure, but it was an honor to have you on Lead Hership Global Podcast. So thank you so much. It was my absolute pleasure. I loved coming on this show. I love your podcast. I think what you're doing is so important. So please keep it up. And um, I enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power, and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.